Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to the Refresh from Insider. I'm Kay Moynihan. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Wednesday, October 19th, and we've got the latest news you need and want to know. Plus, we'll talk about how Amazon's wild speed expectations are harming workers. Working fast is an imperative if you want to keep your job. But first, the latest. Republican officials in Louisiana and Alabama are trying to change the definition of blackness in a legal effort that could further undermine the Voting Rights Act. Both states are in court over new congressional maps because the VAR bans states from drawing maps that dilute black power. But how do you count black people? Well, since 2003, the Supreme Court defines black as anyone who identifies that way on the census, even if they also check off another ethnicity like Hispanic. But state officials say only one definition should count. The ultimate decision lies in the Supreme Court, and it could further gut black political power in these states. In the markets, concerns about higher bond yields ruled the day. The Nasdaq, Dow, and S&P all closed slightly down, while the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield hit a cycle high of 4.13%, the highest level in 15 years. Insider's Matt Fox covers markets for Insider. He says a particular winner today was United Airlines, which soared after a strong earnings report. The CEO of United Airlines says he sees a mini renaissance happening in the airline industry right now. So demand is really high, and it's forecasted to be strong heading into next year. These positive comments come just days after TSA screened the highest number of airline passengers since February 2020, or in other words, just before the pandemic grounded airline travel to a halt. Meta is being forced to sell Jiffy, the GIF-making site. That's according to UK regulators who, for the first time, have ordered a completed acquisition to be undone. You see, Meta already controls more than half of the display marketing in the UK, and the country's regulators determined that Meta's 2020 purchase of Jiffy further reduced competition. Meta and Jiffy tried a strange tactic in their defence, saying no one really uses Jiffy anymore, so what's the harm? No dice. Meta now just has to find a buyer who thinks there's some life left in, let's see, Michael Jackson eating popcorn... Uh, Homer Simpson disappearing into a bush, or Keanu Reeves saying thank you. A pay dispute between a Nintendo game maker and a voice actor has gone public, and it's shining a spotlight on an industry-wide issue. 
voice actor Helena Taylor says she won't be the voice of Bayonetta in the third release of the game later this month because the studio only offered her $4,000. In a viral video, she asked fans to boycott the game. I decided to do it to stand up in solidarity with people all over the world who do not get paid properly for their talents. The company argues it was 4K for each studio session, so her total would be more. The Bayonetta series has sold over 4 million copies. Other actors are calling for fairer compensation in the gaming industry. Y'all, the pasta brand Barilla is not made in Italy. If you already knew this, you're better than me because I'm still in disbelief that the spaghetti I grew up eating is made in Iowa and New York. Probably because the packaging says Italy's number one brand of pasta. And that claim is why a federal judge has ruled that Barilla must face a class action lawsuit that alleges false or deceptive advertising. In the original complaint, two plaintiffs in California alleged that the company took advantage of the fact that they were willing to pay more for products that were made in Italy and supposedly with 100% Italian ingredients. Here at The Refresh from Insider, we have the news you need and want to know always up to date. And hey, if you like what you hear, help us keep the sound waves on by telling other people to listen to the show. Hundreds of Iranians gathered at the airport in Tehran to greet and cheer for rock climber Elnaz Rakabi early this morning. They chanted, Elnaz is a heroine. She recently competed in South Korea without a hijab, breaking Iran's strict dress code for women. Footage of Rakabi climbing in her ponytail quickly went viral, and there were reports that she'd been punished by Iran's conservative authoritarian regime. She apologized, first on Instagram, then on state TV, saying it had been a mistake, though many of her supporters wonder if the apology was forced. Netflix needed a win. The streaming giant has seen its user base shrink over a number of quarters, raising questions about its ability to cope with mounting competition. But the company added 2.4 million new subscribers in the third quarter of this year, according to the company's earnings call yesterday. In its earnings letter, the company said that, in the future, it will spend less time focusing on numbers of subscribers and more on revenue growth. The change reflects the reality that all streaming companies are faced with, profound competition in a crowded market. Remember when millennials couldn't buy houses because we were spending all our money on avocado toast? If only we had waited a little longer, because it looks like a supply chain hiccup has turned into an avocado surplus in Philadelphia. There are so many avocados. The city is just giving them away for free and can't keep up. Food banks are overrun with avocados, distribution centers. One nonprofit dubbed it Avageddon, and they told WHYY they're giving 2,000 pounds away to the public. No limits, no questions asked. If you're getting fewer than five hours of sleep each night, then I've got some bad news for you. A new study out of the UK tracked civil servant sleep routines for 25 years, starting when they were 50. It found that those who got five hours or less each night by age 70 were 40% more likely to suffer from at least one, but often more than one, serious condition, like diabetes, cancer, a stroke or heart disease. But the study does have some faults. It included mostly white men, and while some wore sleep trackers, it relied mostly on self-reported data. So do with that what you will, but I may head to bed a little bit earlier tonight. Go, go, have a- 
a woman in Oakland was running from an attacker when she was saved by the Power Rangers. Here's what happened. This weekend, a woman ran into a ramen restaurant begging for help. A man followed her inside and placed her in a chokehold. That's when seven members of the staff, all wearing spandex Power Ranger suits, morphed into action, blocking the man's punches and dragging him outside. This incident was first described in detail by a customer on Twitter. The suspect is now in custody. We all love getting our Amazon packages delivered so quickly, often within a day or two. But that speed comes at a cost for the warehouse workers preparing our deliveries. Insider's Catherine Long, who writes about Amazon operations, says recent data shows how Amazon's pace of work wildly increases the risk of serious injury for workers. Well, what we know from inspections that have been conducted in Washington state, which has probably gone the farthest in trying to figure out the root of Amazon's well-known injury crisis, is that Amazon workers, while they're twice as likely as non-Amazon warehouse workers to get hurt, they're four times as likely to develop a very specific type of injury called a musculoskeletal disorder. Mm. And these are strains, sprains, things like hernias and carpal tunnel These types of injuries are directly related to working too quickly, working for too long, doing the same kinds of repetitive motions over and over again, getting tired. Your body is breaking down. Your joints and and your muscles are are getting hurt. And Washington regulators, they determined that there was a quote-unquote direct connection between Amazon's rate expectations, so Amazon's goals for employees' productivity, and the likelihood that they would be at a serious risk for musculoskeletal disorder. And Catherine, you write that workers can't slow down and meet their goals. That's right. A lot of the workers that I spoke to said that they felt that they couldn't work at a slower rate and continue to meet their productivity targets. Once you miss your productivity targets three times in a six-month period, Amazon fires workers. Wow. That puts a lot of pressure on workers to continue moving quickly, even if they feel like their body is not up for the task. I spoke to one worker in in Portland who has hand pain, tingling and numbness, and she's been written up twice for failing to meet her productivity targets. She says that the stress of thinking that she might be fired if she misses them a third time causes her hands to hurt even more. Working fast is an imperative if you want to keep your job. Like that's just the general vibe. The whole MO of the company, the way they work, is to push people as hard as they possibly can to constantly be pumping up productivity rates just to make money. You talked with one worker, Mark Takakura, who works at the DuPont Warehouse in Washington State. And you say that about six months into the job, he started getting severe pain in the middle of his back. Can you tell me more about him? Yeah. Mark is an army vet. He uh, was an active duty army medic for four years before working at Amazon. He had heard that Amazon would be a physically demanding place to work, but he thought that he could handle it because he'd been in the military. Initially, he, you know, he enjoyed working at, at the DuPont warehouse. He said that he found a lot of camaraderie there. But then, yes, as you mentioned, six months into working at, at the DuPont warehouse, he started feeling this soreness or this stiffness in his back. At first, it was like when I, I remember it was like first it was when I got up in the morning. Like, I could not twist without getting, like, a jolt. And that's, that was already scary. He went to the doctor. He got some x-rays. It showed degeneration in his mid-spine. I spoke with his doctor, and his doctor said that is 
a pretty typical injury that you might see from somebody who is doing the work that Mark is doing, pulling large pallets filled with hundreds of pounds of merchandise around Amazon's warehouses for 10 hours a day, sometimes more. How has Amazon responded to worker complaints? Amazon has said that it's acknowledging workers' complaints. Uh, In his letter to shareholders last year, Jeff Bezos promised to do better on safety. It's rolled out a suite of new safety programs, you know, things like training workers uh, the best ways to lift and to grip packages to reduce their risk of injury, stretching routines, job rotation programs. One thing it has not done is said that it will consider reducing the pace of work. And Mm. that has gotten it into a a big fight (laughs) with regulators in Washington state who have issued the company with four citations for creating hazardous working conditions in its warehouses that are directly tied to the pace of work. Amazon has said it's not going to change that. Is there something you can do as an individual consumer if you're worried about this problem? Some workers who are involved in labor activism in Amazon warehouses have urged consumers to stop buying things off Amazon as a form of protest. But Amazon is really enmeshed in the fabric of a lot of people's lives. Even one of the workers I spoke to who had been injured at Amazon, she'd suffered a pretty severe shoulder injury. That period was not a good time in my life. I mean, I literally couldn't even turn the steering wheel sometimes. She said that she really wanted Amazon to reduce its pace of work, but she also acknowledged that... I love my prime, my one-day shipping, you know what I mean? So to get stuff out like that, people have to be moving really fast. So what are they willing to do? Catherine, thanks so much for chatting. Thanks so much for having me, Rebecca. Catherine Long is a tech correspondent at Insider, and the workers you heard from in order are Penelope Alley, Mark Takakura, and Takesha Williams. This piece is part of a larger series called Warehouse Nation, which explores how the rise of warehouses has changed the U.S. You can find it at insider.com. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Kaya Moynihan. Talk to you soon. Bye.